Hello and welcome to the podcast, How I Create an Infographic. What is an infographic? Infographics unite great and modern design with complex statistics or numerical data. People simply love reading infographics and easily understand the data more. The simplest version of an infographic would be a normal line or bar graph, I would say, but you can make this look much, much better and more professional. So people really want to look at it. Um, Wikipedia says about it, infographics are graphic visual representations of information, data or knowledge intended to present complex information quickly and clearly. They can improve cognition by utilizing graphics to enhance the human visual system's ability to see patterns and trends. This is what Wikipedia says about it. Um, also, there is a statistic from the US that says that infographics are 30 times more likely to be read than plain normal text. So I think also this speaks for infographics and you can uh, perfectly share infographics on social media as pictures or even as animated infographics. So you, re you can really utilize infographics in very many ways. So how do I create an infographic as a graphic designer? First of all, it's important to know how the infographic will be used. Format and size, resolution and colors, etc. depend on how the infographic will be used. Um, if you want to use it for print, the resolution is 300 dpi and the color spectrum is SMIC. For a retina display on the iPad, you need 200 dpi in RGB color mode. You need another resolution again for the iPhone and so on. Moreover, it's crucial to know who will read the infographic as it has to be designed differently for end customers or business partners, for example. For business partners, you want to use an infographic that's a little bit more minimalistic, for instance. An infographic for a company can require knowing the corporate design of that company. Here it makes definitely sense to request the corporate design manual from the client. Upon receiving the client's briefing, I group the data as how it will be displayed in the infographic. At this stage, I think it's very important to thoroughly understand the data as well as finding links and connections between the different data groups. A logical order of data groups determines the infographic structure. Besides that, I always scribble the entire infographic on paper first in order to find the best design solutions or design options for the different data groups. This also gives me a feeling for size and order of specific style elements. Then the colors. I find it important to have a, a color concept. Only a design based on a concept is a good design in the end. For example, you can allocate different colors to different data groups or percentage numbers can be highlighted by using certain fonts and colors. How the color concept looks like depends very much on the theme, the purpose of use and the target group of the infographic. I choose about five to eight matching colors, maximum, sometimes even less than eight matching colors, that harmonize and complement each other very well. Depending on how the infographic will be used, digital or print, I pick SMIC, RGB or spot colors, if the client specifically asks for that. Also, patterns in the background can be used to give the design more oomph, but be careful here. Patterns should be used only in small amounts because you don't want the infographic to look too messy. Also, shapes require a concept that runs through the entire infographic like a common thread and matches the theme, like um, round shapes or triangle or rectangle shapes. By the way, according to a study, data is more likely to be remembered when it is displayed in round shapes. I also find this very interesting. 
So this can be useful for calls to action by now, for instance. Um, here and there, you can see infographics with photos in them. Fortunately, I personally see that less and less in the past years. Um, placing an illustration into a photo can look quite nice, but upside down, placing a photo into an illustration is really spooky and really distracts the eye because the human eye is constantly looking for recognizing reality and tries to concentrate on the photo then. So the infographic or the illustration around the photo becomes a bit oblivious. Mixing infographics and photos is dangerous and I personally recommend not to use photos. I think I would never do that, to be very honest. And one last but very important tip. I always create infographics in a vector program. For example, Adobe Illustrator. This guarantees unlimited scaling without pixelation and gives me access to the full bandwidth of design possibilities. I've heard of graphic designers that create infographics in Adobe Photoshop. Too little design possibilities and pixelation when scaling make Photoshop an absolute no-go for creating infographics. So an infographic always has to be created in the vector program. By the way, there is also a part two of how I create an infographic in this podcast on my YouTube channel and also on my website. You can simply search for it. And in this part two, I um, talk about some more details about how I create an infographic. And I answer some questions that um, I was asked by design students and also design uh, professors and, and design teachers abroad.